All right, let me start over. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 7 a.m. Mindset Call. We do this call every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Central, 4 a.m. Pacific Time. And we uh, are on Friday. This is Friday morning. Uh, this is, uh, we do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, remember. So every day is a great day that we're doing the Mindset Call. <laughs> but every day is a great day anyway. But on this call, we talk about mindset, we talk about leadership, we talk about books, we talk about life, we talk about affirmations, we talk about success, we talk about failure, we talk about a lot of things that go hand in hand with what you do on a daily basis, whether it's your job, your business, or your relationship. So, um, you know, I also load this call on a podcast platform, which is, uh, people ask, why you do that? I said, well, it's for replay purposes. Because that's how we learn through repetition. So we go back, replay it, take notes, and apply the information. It's easy access to get to it. You can actually share it, let other people try it, listen to it, and see what they think. Um, 16 different podcast platforms right now, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Breaker, and just put Tony Fleming in uh, and Mindset. It'll come up. You can see all the calls we've done and all the uh, book club calls we've done. They're all there. For you to uh, listen to, take notes, and apply the information, we must apply, we must listen to, and take notes. We must do the same thing we did to be programmed. we got to deprogram and reprogram. So we must do those things on a regular basis, hear it, see it. You know, it's not what you do, it's what you keep doing. Not what you hear, it's what you keep hearing. Not what you read, it's what you keep reading. It's the key thing that we got to keep doing these things so that uh, – our lives can change. Our paradigms can shift. All right. We also have a replay number, 712-432-1085, 712-432-1085, and uh, same PIN code, 783357-POUND. So you can listen to the replay up to tomorrow because tomorrow is book club. We've got the book club in the morning. I don't know if we got anybody volunteering yet that's going to read, but we'll see. Um, book club in the morning. And then after that, you know, you still listen to the replay. So, all right, folks, we're going to pick up what we left off at on Wednesday, talking about rejection, 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 um, you know, which is something. I don't know why people, you know, I don't know if we just just want to deny that thing. Um, I really haven't had anybody, I mean, just truly say, that's, you know, part of the issue or one of the biggest issues they have is that rejection. I don't know why, um, but we first got to admit it. You know, that's the 12-step program. We do we do the 12-step programs on this call. We got the first thing is admit it, and then we go through the steps we need to go through. All right, let's get started. Right, I'm looking for my uh, 
my I didn't I didn't post my flyer on the page right quick, so I'm looking for that to post on my uh Facebook page so you can comment on it. Gotta find it, gotta find it. I'm scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Where is it? Where is it? How does it just not be here? <laughs> Anytime I need it is right there. And now as I scroll and scroll and scroll, there it is. I'll grab that one. I'll grab this one right, right here. Let's use that one. Come on, come on, come on. So let me put this on the page. So if y'all got any comments, go to my Facebook page and comment on this post here that I'm putting up about the mindset call, all right? Please do me that favor. It's not a lot to ask. All right, so it's up. Okay, so um, so Preacher Man says, what does Preacher Man say this morning? Rejection is what makes folks quit, and it leads them to depression. Woo! Boy, I hit the Ric Flair on you. Woo! The rejection is what makes folks quit, and it leads to depression because they won't keep going. Mm. Sip a little coffee on that one. They won't keep going. Now, people go into denial mode about that rejection thing, but everybody swears uh, rejection is not an issue. Everybody swears uh, that that's not their thing. They don't mind talking to people. Now, let me tell a few little stories I have. I got stories after stories after stories of my life. Um, if y'all can remember, you know, I've told this uh, before that when I first interviewed with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution uh, at whatever age I was, I don't know what it was, 21, you know, 22, whatever, they didn't hire me because I had no experience, which is, hmm, that's interesting. Because, you know, how you get experience until you get hired, so it was a catch-22. So I went out and met, um, I told you went to one of these uh, networking functions, and I met the guy, he and his wife, that owned the Black Pages, which was popular at that time in Atlanta. Uh, I think it was based, they were the first ones based out of Atlanta. Then everybody started copying this Black Page magazine, so that's where you would get the magazine, and all the black businesses would be in there. And so when I went to him, I said, let me go out and let me work for you for, for, for straight commission. I don't need any... I just need experience. I got to get out here and make some money. At the time, I which I, I forgot to say, I was working with my uncle, too, uh, in the daytime because he had uh, this hair care business where he had created this hair care product for Bronner Brothers, and he, which was Supergrow. Some of y'all have seen that Supergrow jar. That was his product. That was his label, everything. He made the product, labeled it for Bronner, and they came and picked it up, and uh, and they paid him. And I would work with him. And he paid me cash money. So during that time, uh, you know, I started going out also selling these ads for the black pages so I can get experience. And I remember, you know, being in the office that morning, and it was 10 or 12 people. And, you know, we were talking about going out, meeting people, you know, getting rejection and all that. And it was folks in there sitting there saying, you know, I'm good with this. You know, I don't have no problem with it. Now, this is the second time, this this was the first time it happened, but it also happened again with another uh, business, I mean, with another company I worked for where I was doing sales. 
where I came back to the office and and everybody was gone. And I asked, you know, I said, what happened? He said, they all quit. I said, what you mean they all quit? <laughs> he said, they couldn't take the rejection. That's what the, uh, the owner of the company. I said, how do you know they quit? He said, they called me in and said they're not coming in and they're going to do something else. And I said, well, how do you know that's what it is? He said, I asked them. He said, I asked everybody who decides not to come back. <laughs> he said, I was expecting you not to also. I'm looking at him like, really? <laughs> and, and what was so crazy, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't trained on rejection or nothing like that. All I knew was I had to have experience, and I also knew I had to make some money with that. So I had to go find some people. So my strategy became, I came up with my own strategy. I'm going to go to all the African-American, uh, to the black churches. Because, you know, they had money. I knew that. I knew they had money, so I had to get through the through the secretary to get to the pastor so I can get him to, you know, to tell him how, you know, big, beautiful picture of him we're going to have in the magazine with his church. <laughs> so I wound up, even though it was a lot of rejection, because I had had a lot of rejection from the other people. So, but, I mean, literally, when you, when you have 10, 12 people, and nobody comes, and everybody quits. It was so funny when he said he thought I was going to quit. <laughs> you know, I never thought about that. But I did, when I was out and about talking to people, I thought about how difficult it was dealing with folks and how, but you, if you all remember, you know, at that time, and still until now, I had Earl Nightingale playing in my car. So I would get back in my car, and I think I had Les Brown, too. It was Earl Nightingale and Les Brown, and so I would listen to them all the time. And I know that was a factor for me, because if I was just getting back in my car listening to, you know, whatever is on the radio, I probably wouldn't have the same thought process, that I, because everything I was going through was major rejection. So I know that when it comes to business, and it's rejection, rejection, rejection. I know that people do not want to deal with that. You know, because the text that you gave me earlier, preacher man, before the call even started, you was going back and forth about. You asked this question: What role, if any, do you think a person being comfortable with where they are plays in that person being ultimately being depressed or happy? Yeah, the role is this: If you're comfortable where you are, you've learned to live with your income, you learn to live with your lifestyle, you've learned to figure out how to, you know, you know rob Peter to pay Paul, or how to call in and get a bill paid and get it extended out and all that. You don't want to really go through what it takes for you to change. That It takes a, it takes a special person that want to do that. It takes a person who has a really big why. It takes, you know, we all say we do, but it's a difference. It's like when Mike Tyson said, we all say we wanted to, we get hit. And when we get hit, it really says what we want to do. It really does. You know, like officer and the gentleman, when he told him to, you know, go, he said, well, I have nowhere to go, so I have to be here. See, most of us don't have that option. Most of us have a option to just, you know, keep working what I'm doing, be, you know, watch my movies, do everything. I'm comfortable. I pay my bills. It's not like if I don't do this, uh, this business or whatever that, you know, it's going to be the end of the world for me. No, it's a, it's a few people who operate that way. 
they got that they got that thick skin and they figured this is what I got to do and I got to go through that process. <clears throat> Cause see, there's nothing out here that's gonna stop rejection from coming to you. It's nothing, nothing you can prepare yourself with that will stop it. I want y'all to think about that. It's nothing because if that was the case. They would have come up with this answer a long time ago. Somebody would have figured it out, and everybody would be using that that answer. That that's something that can stop rejection. Only thing that can stop rejection, y'all know what that is, is that you stop making calls, which that's what a lot of people do. You stop inboxing, you stop making calls, you stop doing stuff to people, and so now you're good. So now instead of you on the phone trying to get business for your business, trying to get customers for your business, trying to get business partners for your business, instead of you doing that now, like tonight, it's Friday. Shoot, you, you're at your boy house and y'all playing cards, especially now since everybody say they can be unmasked now, <laughs> since they mask shaming out here. So now since you, if you, if you, <laughs> If you good and fully vaccinated, they said you could just go and hang out with your boys and not play cards, drink, drink, and hang out. You will never be rejected. They won't reject you. Nobody will reject you. It's good. And I'm gonna tell you this: over my 25 years, that's what a lot of people wind up doing because they don't want to go through that whole process of being ridiculed and laughed at and talked about it, rejected and just you just they don't want to do it. It's just it's only a few people that want to do that kind of stuff and willing to deal with that. Because you're not gonna be able to skip that. That's the problem I think a lot of people want to do. We think we can skip that part. Uh uh-uh. uh. You go stay in the house and don't call nobody, don't talk to nobody. You 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 ain't gonna skip it. Or you go get the best script in the world. You go get the best information in the world, and I'm not knocking that. Everybody needs to know what to say and how to say it. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a script. You probably should have a script for everything you do. I'm not saying you shouldn't. You should get it, and you should use it. Now, here's the thing. What's going to make you use it? And I've been saying it for years. It's got to be what made me use my script. Y'all know the answer. I didn't want my mama calling me, and I didn't have the money for it. I used my script. I said my words. I dealt with my rejection because I didn't want that to happen, literally didn't want it to happen. Now, some of y'all say y'all want uh, to build homes for starving kids, and you want to build something in Africa for the women, and you want to build something. You say all of that. You say all of that, then you get the information on what to say, how you should say it, this is the script that you should, and then you don't do it. You don't do it. You have it. You have the information. And it goes back to, again, how bad do you want it? That's the answer. I mean, I don't know, you know, because... Had this discussion last night. We can get all the information in the world. See, some of y'all say that stuff you want, and you're comfortable where you are. You don't want that. 
I literally did not want my mama to call me. Y'all don't believe me when I guess I say it so much. Or maybe I literally didn't want that. I literally said to my dad, I know some of y'all, well, your dad passed, so he wouldn't know. I don't care. I said it, and I said I was going to do it, and, you know, I wanted to do it. I did. That's why I say a lot of people's goals and dreams should be outside of you and on somebody else because a lot of us would do stuff for other people more than we do for ourselves. You know? But I don't I don't know any other any other answers because people say, Well, Tony, it's just that, you know, you got you gotta get these people the right information. I just don't see how if that was the case you can't tell me all these brilliant people out here that are smart in this world can't figure out how to get the people the right information to get them to do something when most people still not going to do anything if you look at the numbers of folks statistically in this country. I ain't just talking about in our business. I'm not talking about in our industry. I'm just saying people in general, if you look at that. Because folks are not going to do, they're just going to do what they want to do. And if they, they don't want to deal with the the you know, the pain of rejection, which you're going to get, is no rejection-free business out here. You say, uh, preacher man say, you can't, bro, you can't imagine how proud your dad and mom are of you. I know how proud my mom is. Now, I don't know if, you know, how people say your dad watching and he can see what you're doing and all that. I, I I don't know about that, but let's just say he is. I'm sure he is. But I know what my mom told me, which was the best feeling I ever had in my life a year and a half ago, almost two years. She said, everything I asked for, you did for me. She called me the other day, two days ago, and said, I'm looking at stuff uh, of you in the house because every little thing I've done, everything I've done for her, every little thing she she always you know talks about it. And she said, I just want to let you know that, you know, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you, and I look at, you know, where you came from and what you've been doing and how you changed and how you did this. And I mean, she went through this whole spiel, and I didn't think nothing about it till after she hung up the phone. And, you know, the feeling I got was why I did what I did and why I'm doing what I'm doing. See, most of y'all don't care about that feeling. Y'all ain't trying to, you know, it, because a lot of this stuff is on you. You're not doing it for somebody else. I don't know if I would, if I was doing this for me, I don't know if I would continue. I would have maybe done so. I don't know. But it was that feeling that I got from her, even though she ate me up in the beginning. Even though when I started, she just looked at me and said some stuff to me that was so crazy. And I was like, Mama, this is me. You know, the stuff she said to me about when I left AT&T, but I was, it was, ooh. You know, if it wasn't your mother, that was, it was fight words almost. But that was, you know, that's why, I, see, you got to go deep in your gut and try to figure out what is it that's going to make you, because America has a way of making us comfortable, man. We can, we can figure out how to, way to get whatever we want without really doing much for it, because we could do payments. You know, we can drive that same Benz that the person who paid cash for driving, but we pay get payments on it, but we got it. We can move into a house, and, you know, we got it. 
Now, the people who set all that up, they really getting rich. But we feel good because now we ain't got to really go out here and, and I don't have to deal with this rejection stuff. I to, so I'm saying that's the bottom line. He says in the book, the reality of selling it is that hardly anybody feels like selling at first. The urge to procrastinate is normal and near universal. Almost every successful salesperson would tell you that in his or her successes have usually come about as a result of disciplining themselves to sell even when they didn't feel like selling. Discipline themselves to inbox, to DM when they didn't feel like doing it. Discipline themselves to call somebody, one more person, when they didn't feel like doing it. Successful people have good habits and good discipline. And what is discipline? It is simply doing something you don't want to do in order to, to achieve something you want to achieve. Something you don't want to do. There's a lot of things I don't like doing when it comes to the business. It's a lot of things I didn't want to do the last 25 years. But I want it's something I wanted to achieve. I wanted that call to say, you've done this for me. I wanted that, you know, I wanted that feeling to say, well, you know, my son took care of this when he called me. I want that because she'll tell everybody that. I want that. He says, once you start to do it, once you will, real, your, you, you will yourself and discipline yourself to do it despite your feelings, you usually discover that the feelings will follow. You'll feel motivated to sell once you get into a habit of selling. And that habit of only comes about as a result of good self-discipline. Good self-discipline, over and over and over. He says, one thing is certain. If you sell, you will be rejected. See, I'm saying, it's no way around that. Now, we didn't figure out some stuff that we figured we could sugarcoat it and stuff. You know, one of the things that we we've done to try to help you or what some things that they have done or Lisa suggested that, you know, you do the sampling and you let people get the samples. That's less rejection. But it's still rejection because when you sample, let them sample and they don't do it. And then you call them and figure out, they say they don't do it. They're not going to do it. You get rejected then. It says, you will, if you sell, you will be rejected. It's not a question of if you will be rejected, but how many times a day will you be rejected. So get used to rejection. That's the thing that people don't want to do. That's the thing that nobody wants to go through and continue getting used to it. That's the thing where we think we can find something else, some kind of uh, word that we're going to say, some kind of you know certain script we're going to use that's going to keep us from being rejected. No. No. If somebody, I don't know, uh, Tammy might be on here longer than, she might have been on here with me the longest. If you remember, I could go through my emails because I got, you know, 100,000 emails. <laughs> so when I started with my first, I think, Gmail account was 2006, I think. I still have every email from 2006. So that means, you know, Tahisha Noni, that means Zija, and those are the two longest programs. One was nine, one was six. I have, I promise you I can go through those emails and find a script for every answer, I mean, every question that was out. First of all, we had every question that was asked 
about rejection. I mean, about, you know, every question that was asked about the business. Like, what do you say when this person says this? And what do you say when that person says that? And what do you say when that person says... I literally can go through my email and Google that and pull it up. I promise you we had the answers for each one of them. And I promise you I gave everybody the script. Because we, we used to meet every week, and I would pass it out to them. But the percentage of people still was the same. Why is that? Why is that? Answer the question. Why is that? Because see, I I didn't believe that. I didn't. I didn't believe. You couldn't have told me that if I gave you all the information you needed, that you could go out here. You would go out here and win. I just couldn't see. Then that's when I went back to thinking, you really don't want this. It really ain't a burning desire inside of you. It's really not. It's just something you kind of playing around with. See, I couldn't, I didn't want my mother calling me and I had to say no and she had to call my sister something. Because I told my sister, I said, look, I'm going to handle the money part unless I really need you. You handle talking to her every day. Because <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> We're gonna, you talk to her every day and the money part I'm going to handle. Literally, you can ask my sister, you ever met her? I said, you know, she said, okay. I, she said, I think my part tougher. I said, yeah. I said, I think your part tougher, too, because I can't talk to my mom every day. We'll be, we'll be, it'll be, uh-uh. Mm-mm. No, 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 But, um, no, 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 no. But, you know, Again, when I, I can go through there and pull out every one of them, and I can show you everybody who we handed out to them. Once I handed out to them, boy, that was a lot of copies we made. And I mean, I made so many copies. I have, I have the box in my trunk, you know, those boxes that you have with all the staple, you know, scripts on there and all the staple stuff. <laughs> Here it is. And it's so funny that, uh, Miss Horsley was with me, for, and she don't even remember that. That's what's so funny about it. She don't even remember all the scripts I had for that other company and how much boxes I passed out and all that. She don't she, <laughs> she, she remember that kind of stuff at all. But I had boxes and boxes. Matter of fact, the young lady who uh, who just started in the company, she's not on our team, but she's down in Jamaica, uh, Sandra, she did all of that. So I got she, we, we were talking about that the other day. She said, you know all them training manuals and, and answers and questions and cut, we put together? I said, yeah, I can see them in my email. I mean, all of that stuff that we passed out to people. And and and, and 80% to 90% of people did not use the script, <laughs> did not use it. 10% did. And it, the reason why, because if you sell, you will be rejected. I don't know how many times a day you will be rejected, so get used to rejection. And don't take it personally, he says. Remember that the people you call on deal with a number of salespeople a lot or the people that we know deal with a lot, a lot of business people. Uh, you know, especially in social media now, you got a lot of folks that are doing home-based businesses, and they all talking to the same people. We all talk to the same people. So it's not personal. No, it's not personal. 
If your sales cause is re- your sales cause is rejected, it's not a rejection of you. When you are rejected, smile, say thank you for your time, and move on. You know, thank you for your time and move on. You got to keep moving. You know, I'll, my motto is in my head: tell me yes, tell me no, hurry up, I got to go. Tell me yes, tell me no, hurry up, I got to go. Your, your 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 thought process should be that. Your thought process should be that. He says, when you're rejected, just smile. Thank you for your time and move on. Don't dwell on the rejection. Don't obsess over a customer or a prospect who said no. See, that's easier said than done. Because rejection doesn't mean you're doing wrong. You're not being signaled out. You're not being singled out for that. Rejection is simply a part of the territory. It's so many people I, I just don't that and I, that's why I had to go to the mindset thing because I had to be that because why do, why would one person be able to deal with it eventually and the rest wouldn't you know it had to be your thought process because I still believe to this day that the Atlanta Journal job that I had when I was out prospecting and selling the AT and T job that I had a lot of that had to do with what I was listening to in the car. And, I, and, I, and, you know, come to think about it, with AT&T, I mean, with the Atlanta Journal, I didn't have I didn't have uh, uh, Earl Nightingale in the car. Remember, I found that out at AT&T, but I think I did have Les Brown. I don't know why I, I thought Earl was first. I think Les Brown was first. I think Les Brown was a tape that I had. I had two or three tapes of Les Brown that I played over and over and over. Earl Nightingale was a different sound for me. When I heard Earl Nightingale and the way he was just having a general conversation and just talking and making sense, that blew me away. I had never heard somebody like Earl Nightingale. I heard Les because Les is like a motivator. And he would, I had Les Brown in the car. He was like, you know, he rhyming and, you know, <laughs> when you fall down, look up because if you can look up, you can get up and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I had that going. But I did not have Earl going until I got to AT&T. But it was always something playing in my car. It was always something that I was thinking about, I think, that kept pushing me forward. That's the only thing I can say because, you know, most of the people I knew, that they didn't want to deal with, you know, any kind of, any kind of sales or anything like that. No. So understand this. If you're making a lot of prospecting uh, business calls, you're going to get a lot of rejection. But you're also going to get a lot of business partners and also business customers. It's like, what's the number? Uh, the, the person who has stole the most bases in, in baseball has also been the one that's thrown out the most. Nine times out of ten, the person who scores 
the most in the NBA, like the the number one scorer, is the person who has made took the most shots also. And guess what? They probably was the number one person that missed the shots too. So if you look at the number one person that made shots, it's probably still the number one person that missed shots. What does that mean? That means they took more shots than everybody else. In business, probably the number one person that that uh, has recruited the most, I would probably say is the number one person that have called more people than anybody. Or, let's put it this way, have been rejected the most. I can almost bet on that one, that the person who has has reject has been rejected the most too. Except except that you just don't that person has been rejected the most don't look at that. They don't think about it. They just keep doing it. Most people look at that and stop. You know how you get calls from people and they and they've been in they've been in for like they've been around in business for ten days and they say, Well, I've called everybody I know. Really? Yeah, and they all, all of them say no. They don't do nothing like this. Really? Okay. Then you get that few, that that small percentage where they're calling people all the time, all the time, and they're getting people, but they're calling all the time. So, like, if you see somebody, you know, normally, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about when you first get started. I'm not talking about the first month or two or three, four months. I'm saying if you see somebody that's been around for a year or two, three years, four years, and they're still uh, enrolling and bringing people in and, you know, one or two a month or three, they're going through a high number count. I can promise you that in some form or fashion. In some form or fashion. He said, don't worry about the rejection. Just get out there and talk to people. Once you reach your goals and achieve your dreams, those moments of rejection will fade to nothing. All you remember how good it feels to succeed. You know how R. Williams say, when it's over, I mean, when you go out here, then you just think about how, how good it is to succeed and how good I feel about myself. You know, how I kept going and I kept going and I ain't quit like everybody else. I don't know how we you know we got we got this uh we read this book called Rejection no Reject Me I Love It. I don't know if some of y'all remember that. I don't no, I don't think I don't think anybody <laughs> probably again two people <clears throat> that I could think of um that remember that book, but Reject Me I Love It um was a book about that. Just you know, you gotta go through those that whole thing of rejection to win. Right. Phil said most home runs, uh, people with the most home runs have the most strikeouts. Like Jordan had that commercial that said, you know, he all, he had the most winning shots, but he also missed a whole bunch of shots. But see, there's a lot of people wouldn't take the shot, even though 
Jordan wasn't going to let you take the shot anyway. <laughs> but your boy LeBron, he'll pass up that shot a lot. He said, I'm giving it to the, I'm giving it to the, I got to give it to the open man. He said, I play ball, I get this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Yeah, we, you know. But if you, a lot of folks don't want that shot, man. They don't want it. They don't take it. You know what I'm saying? Like when you say, okay, it's time for you to get on here and speak, or time for you to do something, huh? Mm-mm. All right, folks, that's it for the day. All she wrote. Go back and please listen to the replay or go to the podcast and check it out and see, you know, if I'm telling the truth. <laughs> listen to it and say, Tony, you're not telling the truth. Well, this is my truth. This is how I feel. Uh, this is what I've seen over the years. Uh, so, all right, so I'm going to give you all an easy voice today. It's very easy. It's 10 points. Somebody should get to 25 today. Well, Kimona has a chance. She has 15. Uh, Kim has 15. Royce has 15. Somebody needs to get this one. I got a feeling Royce going to get it. So here it is, Royce. Here's your chance, man. The preacher man get it. He, no. Well, out of those three, Royce, you should get this. But if preacher man gets it, y'all out of luck anyway. So... <laughs> All right, y'all ready? My text is 678-644-4541. 678-644-4541. And tell me who this is. <laughs> no, you ain't one of 25, man. I don't know what you talking about. All right. Somebody who pop on here and not went on this 25. Uh-uh. This is for 10 points. This should put somebody over. Y'all ready? This one is so easy. I, I feel bad even playing it. But, all right. It's, you know, I mean, a lot of successful people in, in that are CEOs of companies, they failed at companies yep. until they learned. And not in for me, I wanted when I was 50... And when I'm 50 years old, I want to turn back and say, you know what? I went after my passion. I went after my passion. I went after my passion. And I tried to do it the right way. And I don't have to look back with regrets of saying, you know, I, I did it for money. I did it for popularity. I did it for, you know, I, I, I played it safe. Like, who cares? Ultimately, who cares, you know? And I wanted to be someone that, you know, and also when I speak to young people, I, I can say go after your heart because Billy I went after Whitley, mine. And I wasn't scared. <laughs> Billy Whitley, you got to spell the name right, man. Go ahead. <laughs> Getting your chance, you beat preacher man out. <laughs> man, how you? What are you phone doing that? You got an Android or something? Cause that ain't. <laughs> Come on, man, spell it right. Here you go. There you go. All right. I can't believe y'all didn't know who that was. See, preacher man gonna say I got off the call and so I went on there. And so you know. <laughs> That's what he's gonna say. I said, I went on there. He loved to say that. No, it's not Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> no, it's not uh, um, who else on here? Tom Brady. It's not Tom Brady. It's not Elon Musk. Good try. Elon Musk talk a little slower and cooler than that, though. Uh, <laughs> Preacher man admitted. He admitted he was on and didn't get that one. I can't believe y'all didn't get that one. So I'm gonna let it, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna play it again, even though Billy has won that one. Let me see how many points you have. Billy, you have no points, so you ten points in now. 
Do you have any points? Let me see. <laughs> he said he going to come back and beat all y'all. Rush, you said you have no idea. Everybody want to know what the answer is. I'm going to tell y'all the answer. I'm going to start it over, though. Let me see. Uh, how can I start this over? Uh, can't stop it. Let's see. It's, you know, I mean, a lot of successful people in, in, that are CEOs of companies, they failed at companies yep. until they learned. And not in, for me, I wanted, when I was 50, and when I'm 50 years old, I want to turn back and say, you know what, I went after my passion, I went after my passion, I went after my passion, and I tried to do it the right way. And I don't have to look back with regrets of saying, you know, I, I did it for money, I did it for popularity, I did it for, you know, I, I, I played it safe. Like, who cares? Ultimately, who cares, you know? And I wanted to be someone that, you know, and also when I speak to young people, I can say go after your heart because I went after mine. And yeah, I wasn't huh? scared of, of what the world, because the world wants to define us. Now, if I had just said this one thing at the end, y'all would all say who it is. If he had just said, I went off my passion for Jesus Christ, who would, y'all, who would text me? What would y'all say? Who is that? Well, somebody said Joel Osteen. <laughs> Y'all are comedians. I, I mean, I give you, I give you that. I give you that. This guy has been in in the news for the last two weeks. There you go. Who's that, Harriet? There you go, Harriet. You got it. But the winner is Billy Whitley, and his name is Tim Tebow. I can't believe y'all didn't, y'all didn't hear that Tim Tebow voice. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow said, tell him again, Tim. It's, you know, I mean, a lot of successful people in, in, that are CEOs of companies, they failed at companies yep. until they learned. And not in, for me, I wanted, when I was 50, when I'm 50 years old, I want to turn back and say, you know what? I went after my passion. I went after my passion. I went after my passion, and I tried to do it the right way. And I don't have to look back with regrets of saying, you know, I, I did it for money. I did it for popularity. I did it for, you know, I, I, I played it safe. Like, who cares? Ultimately, who cares, you know? And I wanted to be someone that, you know, and also when I speak to young people, I can say go after your heart because I went after mine. And yeah, I wasn't huh? scared of, of what the world, because the world wants to define us. And that was two years ago. That's when he was going out to baseball. If y'all remember, he went to play baseball and didn't make it. Now he's going back to play football again. Tim Tebow say, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm going to go after my passion. And when it's all over with, I can say, I tried. See, some of y'all ain't going to do that. Tim said, I don't care what y'all say. Y'all talk about me right now. He said, I can stand in a room full of kids and tell them, look, I went after my thing. I don't care what the folks say. They say I couldn't play baseball. I still went for it. They say, I can't play tight end right now. I'm still going for it. I don't care. See, see, he don't care. He don't give a who. See, y'all be caring about what folks going to say and how they going to talk about me and they say I'm doing it. Tim say, Tim say, <laughs> take the finger. He don't care about all that. He said, the world, the life is too short, folks. Don't you worry about what somebody else thinking about. Well, you hear she and one of them little businesses over there trying to, and you all worried about that. How, you, how can you tell somebody else to go for something you ain't going for? Hey, go for it. You can say, I can stand in front of, he said, I can stand in front of a room boldly and say, I went for it, man. 
See, you know, the thing we talked about, um, the, uh, the, uh, what was it, the man in the arena? You know? Let me look at that again. Um, we talked about the man in the arena for a while. It's not the critic who counts. It's not the man who points out. You know how some people, you, that's how you, 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 uh, your neighbors. It's not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the, the doer of deeds could have done better. You know, the, the, the folks sit back on Facebook and talk about you. You could have done it. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena. T-Bow say, I'm in the arena, doggone Whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. Who strives valiantly who errs, who comes up short again and again and don't care what people say because there's no effort without error and shortcoming. But who knows the great enthusiasm, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement. That's the best because if he mess around and win, you know, like when he threw that touchdown when he was playing for Denver and they beat the Steelers, Oh, man, that was a trial of a high achievement. Nobody had that feeling. Nobody, he says, and who at the worst, let's say you never get that feeling. Let's say you never become a director or a diamond or a super or whatever or guru or whatever. You never get it. At the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. If you're in the midst, I ain't talking about just on auto ship. <laughs> If you're in the fight, while Dan Green, like I said, I'd rather be fighting for something every day and losing than winning at something I don't like. <clears throat> so he says, that is his place and shall never be with those cold and timid souls. You know, the ones sitting on, on, on Instagram and Facebook, and all they do is throw rocks. The cold and timid souls who scared to try anything, who neither will know victory nor defeat. They ain't going to know none of that. They won't have the feeling of none of that enthusiasm. It's the person that's in the fight, folks. It's the ones that, that's in that fight, I tell you. you got to be in the fight. All right. Don't Let's go. be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid.
got a full tank of gas, baby. <laughs> so I'm going to be there in the morning. <laughs> I will be there in the morning. One more. 